Okay. Enough of politics. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The politics is dirty like trash, so it's not yeah. one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. <laughs> you really think that uh, <laughs> Senator Paris actually uh, did the right thing because uh, uh, she has some sort of a stimulus to uh, uh, the mayors, I think, uh, with regards to uh, using the recycling fund, which has been abused. To EPA. Yeah. To EPA. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, that's. I mean, I'm really saddened by that whole thing. Mm -hmm. In 2004, that thing was uh, uh, became law. Uh, the rules and regulations were supposed to be put in at the same time. In, in. They haven't been. They just were announced coming through now. Yes. Yes. In the meantime, there should have been what 30 some odd million dollars in that account. Uh, There's nothing in there. <laughs> no, it's been taken out. Right. <laughs> For all kinds Slowly of Slowly but surely. The mayor's got trucks out of the thing. Mm -hmm. Where they can we go went to conferences. Yeah, <laughs> they, they go with, for, with um, yeah. for that private stuff going shopping in it. Um, yeah. That shouldn't be. Uh? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'm tomorrow. Unfortunately, I, I do have a meeting tomorrow with uh, uh, Senator Paris. Ah. So I'm I'm just curious how that whole thing worked because I wanted well, to meet. Well, the the recycling yeah. revolving fund yeah. was funding, as you know, that's taken out when you register your vehicles. All right. The the money, as you mentioned, for the last umpteen years, 20, 30 years, yeah. has been collected, but there's nothing in there almost every year because they've been taking it out for right. whatever other, for using for it for other, other purposes. Yeah. With not her, with not, her for new not for environmental purposes. Correct. Now that they've established rules and regulations, uh, EPA is going to be uh, mandated to disperse that money in a no, timely. Wait a minute. Supposedly, they they have control over that. They never did. Yes, they do. They never yeah, they could. They, they never could have dispersed it. No, but that I mean, was what I was uh, informed. Uh, on top of it, it's extremely difficult to obtain any any real true truth out of uh, KIPA uh, with regards where where did the money all go because they receive. Uh, $75,000 out of that fund to actually administer the fund annually. Huh? And you're not getting any figures out, not even the, the, the uh, now what do you call it, the BJ uh, Cruz, the four, the, yeah, the, that, uh, the, the, that group. Huh? You, you know, yeah. I think every fund like that should yeah. go through an audit. Uh, from the territorial auditor and, and should be public auditor and also be scrutinized. We need to know where is it going, uh, you know, how and how effective it, it is. I remember uh, reading a report that Doris Brooks did when she was the territorial public auditor, and she those reports actually were pretty detailed and said, you know, how effective was it using it for enforcement or for you know whatever it may be, and so. I'm I'm hoping that that tradition or that practice has continued, and maybe there should be a law that makes that uh, where they have to post it on a public website or a publication or something because the public needs to know you right. know where's their money going. That's our tax dollars. I think these those were lock funds. I mean, they, those funds were not. There's no such be. thing. Right. There is no. <laughs> yeah, and they'll tell you. Oh, we have. It's all on paper. We really yeah. don't have that money. Right. It's a no. locked fund, but everyone has a key. Yeah, that, that's. It the went to FestPack. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into that either. You know, I, I I like the intent, but I don't like the way they use the money. Yeah. 
when it is needed somewhere else. You know, GMH is a big issue with me. Talk about uh, the environment. Yeah, well, Simon Sanchez is different. They could easily turn the key tomorrow and say, give it to a contractor, build us a new school, we'll lease it back, you know? That's that's a different, whole different issue. It's the way that the RFP is designed. Mm. But GMH, we can't just say, here's the contractor, take over the hospital, and this is that. Oh, and oh, by the way, you've got these so many tens of thousands of people that you've got to treat for free. Because business doesn't work like that, right? Yeah, right. So we've got to maintain a public hospital. We've got to maintain public health. We've got to maintain uh, some type of public school system. I think that's the key word. <laughs> maintain. Maintain. We have a tendency in, the, in Guam to, like DPW, I believe, had a tire shredder at one point. Yeah. They did. And it, 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 it's still there, I think. It's, it's you don't want to it was called order dump. <laughs> it's sitting here in the back somewhere. Rusting. You don't, you don't want to know the story. I don't want. Uh, I'm sure the true story is going to be very exciting, but uh, might not be uh, radio friendly. But no, right. Uh, you know, again, uh, 35 minutes after seven. Man, land, and sea. Thanks for tuning in this evening. I'm Dave Duenas. My guest, Eddie Cruz, and Mr. Tom. And uh, again, we're talking about everything and everything. And uh, you, the listeners out there, you, you can you can comment as well. You got an opinion on something? Give us a call. Yeah, or tell tell us about the trash in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Or tell us about people that are making a difference. You, you know, know, people that are actually. I'm glad you're bringing up the trash. I can, have you noticed that the illegal dump uh, big problem is kind of like slowly just fading away, and nobody's talking about it too much. I'm going to talk about well, it right we now. We have a friend that's talking about it. Yeah, illegal dump sites are still there. Okay, we have a friend that works right. for IBTF yeah. talks about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot of trash out there. There is. There's yeah. I, trash. I took a visit to areas in Jigo, uh, and I wanted to see whether it's really uh, mainly in poor areas where there's, uh, you know, poverty-stricken people that can't afford trash disposal mm -hmm. but I think it's everywhere right. I mean even along Marine Drive I can't believe that the mayor drives up and down Marine <laughs> Drive and sees the trash on the side of the road and doesn't even send a crew it happens all, every boy, day boy I tell you that's if I was the mayor which I would never run I, although I've been asked to run for something I, I tell them I say the only thing I'm going to run for is run for my life because <laughs> people will you know it'd be like Lucky this is not the Philippines. They assassinated me in the first week because I'd be all over them. Yeah, I, again, um, I bring up the um, illegal dump site purposely because they're still, you know, every day I go through that same road to drop my daughter and pick her up from school. I brought this up so many times, and it's still happening to this go very to day. Go to Fatima Lane you, in, in Jigo. You, you know what I want to tell the mayor of Jigo? Ava. If you want to get rid of the stray dogs, then quit feeding them because all that trash is feeding the stray dogs. Hmm. So if you quit feeding them, they'll, you know, then maybe they won't reproduce as quickly. Well, feral pigs is still making the news. Right. You know, they still got plenty of pigs. Right. I just saw it just recently on Facebook. More family. About recruitment for GPD. Or <laughs> <laughs> pigs. Oh. <laughs> talk about GPD, uh, man. They're, they're short of officers. I, you know, I, I've had uh, USDA on the show, and they, they have... Why don't we have a slaughterhouse so we can take these pigs, we can kill them, process them, and even freeze them and give them away to... That's true. Yeah. You know, um, Aquatminga Wildlife, uh, 
Department of Wildlife, but uh, Department of Agriculture. I had them in conservation officer as well as Miss Vice. I forgot her first name. Vice. Oh, Vice. No, no, no. Uh, and to my surprise, the, the wildlife conservation officer said, "Dave, do you know that pigs are protected?" I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, that's number one. We need to get them off the protection list. Yeah, the protected list." I, so I asked the wildlife supervisor, "Why are they protected?" Well. There's a reason. Deer is game. Pigs are game. That's why they're protected. Well, pigs have now become a very, very big problem, feral pigs. So we need to get them off the protected list. I said, makes a lot of sense. We need to see what we can do about changing that. With that said, we got Jesse wants to talk about short what? Short sites. <laughs> Jesse, half a day, good evening. Half a day. Gentlemen, yes, you know, sir. Uh, there's two, I got two pet peeves. One is, you know those people uh, from the uh, fish eyes that are crossing the road? You know, they're, they're bound to get run over, and uh, I think they should, they, should, they should get their own little truck and pretend they're going north or south and then turn in to the fish eye. That's hmm. number one. Yes, sir. Number two is that guy that that guy that owns that lot uh, in uh, in PD, I think, that has those uh, islands that are. Yeah, it's a nice sword. That has those what? Islands, pallets. Nice sword, you know. Pallets. Yes, pallets. Did you have say? Have you ever seen those? Have you ever ever seen those pallets? Uh, I drove by there once and, and took a look at it, but I didn't notice what the volume was. I mean, I, I wish it was straightened up a little bit, or painted at least, you know. But it's, uh, if that's the way that guy lives, you know, I, I, I can imagine what is inside his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's, really. that's a good question. You know, pallets are, are something that we can deal with. If there is uh, an effort to do it, the problem is, is you know, what do we do with it? Um, we tried to recycle it by grinding them and turning them into compost. The problem is, some of them are treated wood, some of them aren't, and pallets generally take a long time to deteriorate. So it, it there's a there's a long process that takes to grind them. But uh, part of the process is you've got all the nails and screws in them. So we have to get rid of those, and and that can be, you know, economically expensive. But um, I'm with you. you. You know, they should get rid of it. I I used to remember when the mayor used to go around, and if you had trash outside your house or you had too many junk cars in your neighborhood or whatever, he would go over and give you a hard time and tell you you need to remove them. But it seems like that's no longer the case, and you know, goes on with. Uh, trash. I, I see trash in some houses. If you go on the back road from Laddie Heights, when you make the left turn on the back road, like you're going to go towards Anderson or Jigo, mm -hmm. if you look at the the first, no, the second house there, the whole sides of the house there's there's no vegetation because there's so much garbage. Um, you know, if I was the mayor of that village, I would be over there saying, "Hey, this is a a public health issue. You need to remove that." You know what, you know, with, with that palace, you know, I mean, that's on the, the main drive, the main highway, where people will traverse 
south and north, tourists going by there. You know, what I'm trying to say is they should at least make it straight, you know, uh, make it straight and paint it uh, like some Sawyer did. So it's attractive, in other words. Yeah. You know, make it nice. Make it a little bit decent. What it, whatever happened to the programs where we had we had competition in villages uh, along the roadways and they offered prizes and, and incentives for the for the nice you know nice drive through their village. Uh, That's true. They, you they, know what happened to the, the beautification was, task what? force programs? Oh, I know who to ask. What? <laughs> yeah. What? It, what? It, whatever happened to these programs? Let me ask you, where, George. Where did the money go? <laughs> you know, but I I, I don't think you can beat the power. <laughs> from Malesu to in Iran. I mean, they're deep and trim, you know. But uh, they, they still have pride. They still I'm have gonna pride in you. I'm going to leave you, but I'd like to correct uh, your description of the road and it's Marine Corps Drive. That's correct. I, I acknowledge that. Yes, you're right. John Gerber was a good friend of mine. I even walked with him when he you know, made that march, and, uh-huh. and I tell you, that's the appropriate name. I should, you know, it's just a bad habit that I've had for many years because I grew up calling it Marine Drive. <laughs> but you're Thank right. You, yeah. Semper Fi. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, Thank, Thank you, Jesse. Have and a good evening. And you know, Eddie, you brought up a good uh, a good topic um, about the mayors. Why ain't the mayors, the mayors doing anything about it? They Didn't we just have a, I forgot what village, what mayor was that that cited? Someone? Yeah. No, no, no. The mayor that cited somebody. Oh, sorry, that was Petey. Oh, not, not arrested. <laughs> no, no, Petey, yeah. That was That's the wrong recycling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the dog. I mean, yeah. yeah, he actually cited yeah. that individual, I think, yeah. twice. Yeah, that's oh, correct. Well, because at one time, the first time, it was uh, not accepted in court. So he had, to, he had to do it But again. I think that mm-hmm. is what the rest of the mayors, whether it be for trash or dogs without a leash, whatever. The mayors don't you give gotta, a hood anymore. They got the authority to cite people, issue them a ticket, and he's the only one that actually did it. Have, have you ever gone to one of those mayor meetings? Uh, the, no. You should do that. that. I mean, that's worse than the kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> sorry, kids. I really feel sorry that I have to do that. That's a bad comparison. Right. <laughs> 44 minutes after 7, you're listening to Man, Land, and Sea. Uh, of course, if you got any comments or opinions on any issue on, about the environment, give us a call, 477-5757. we got about 15 minutes to the end of the show, and we're just talking about everything. Yeah, tell us about your mayor. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to something about Hello? the mayor. You know, the mayors are, are law enforcement officers, technically. They, uh, the mayors have, have arresting powers and everything else. So why don't they write that into you know what they do? Why don't they go around? I, I remember uh, mayors way back when, Mayor Cowbell from Gigo and some of the others, they used to go around and even pull people over for speeding. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Eddie, with that thought, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Share the experience of cancer warriors, caregivers, and survivors living on Guam on Sorensen Media Group's My Story. Witness these powerful and emotional stories every first Monday of the month at 6.30 p.m. on ABC7 and the following Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. on Fox 6. Presented by Island Cancer Center, My Story is a Sorensen Media Group production. 
The American Association of University Women Guam Branch presents The Dish, a monthly program about issues affecting women and girls in our community. The Dish airs on K57 the last Saturday of the month from noon to 2 p.m. On The Dish, we'll talk about women's health, violence, ageism, workplace equality, financial security, and more. The Dish, serving food for thought on issues that are important to women. Brought to you by the AAUW Guam Branch on Newstalk K57. If you'll be out and about driving on Halloween night, be sure to slow down and especially alert in residential neighborhoods. Keep in mind, children will be excited that night and may move in unpredictable ways. Please take the time to look for kids at intersections, medians, and curbs. Enter and exit driveways and intersections slowly and safely. And finally, drivers, put your mobile device down and focus on your driving, as you already normally should. This Halloween safety tip is brought to you by Burger King, the Aganda Shopping Center, Mr. Brown, and the stations of Sorensen Media Group. The dengue virus is only spread through the bite of an infected mosquito and not from person to person. Protect yourself from bites and use an EPA-registered repellent. These have been proven safe and effective. Due to the shortage of these sprays on island, you can also protect yourself by wearing light-colored long-sleeve shirts and long pants. For more information, call Guam Homeland Security at 478-0208. Bite the bite with the station of Sorensen Media Group. Buenas, apañelos, mamparentes, manatongo. Guaho si Robert Underwood dahu e epokamzo. Ekungo ki programata isinota winigi K57 na estasyon. Haksa ipuntomo, langmo si sinintemo, sanga ni pinitimo, interamente gifinota isinotsamoro. Kada lunes gi alasaysi media gipopoengi. Put favor. Ifinota with Robert Underwood every Monday night at 6.30 on News Talk K57. with Eddie Cruz and uh, Mr. Tom has took his leave. <laughs> He's going to take care of eating dinner maybe? <laughs> <laughs> we took him away from dinner, but it was great having him on the, on the show. We had some really good callers. Uh, you know, one of them, the, the, the recent one, you know, the one about the fisheye thing? Oh, yeah. I have a, you know, fisheye between fisheye and uh, what's the other place that would be great? Uh, maybe um, JFK to Kmart? Sure. I keep saying, why can't they build? I mean, what's the reason why? Is there a reason why they can't build those? Well, the reason lines? why they can't do it at JFK is because of the power lines. Okay. They said the distance uh, for safety, you know, because they have to elevate it high enough where the trucks can still make it through Correct. there. Correct. Correct. So they said it would be a hazard, and I said, oh, man, come on. If you look anywhere else where they ran it underground, they could run it underground for a short section. wouldn't be that expensive. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, and and then again with the fisheye park area, I think it would work there, great. I mean, if that's the issue again, then move the power lines and put them on the ground for that short distance. And thinking of the local community, I also think that Route 10 Vietnam Veterans Highway would benefit because so many people, yeah, pedestrians, are getting hit on yeah. Route 10. You know, no, all man. the time. That's like every year you're gonna like at least five people 
you know, and uh, like that's about Chamorro Village. There's no power lines down there. They need lights around yeah. the uh, <laughs> Chipapua statue and just because yeah. Wednesday, you s- like that's not a crosswalk, but the pedestrians are, um, you know, the tourists don't know any better, so they're Correct. gonna try and cross, not knowing that there's a car coming around a blind curve. You know, so it's it's dicey. It's well, very scary. And I think, you know, it would be an aesthetic. It could, it'll look nice. You, you know, I can see some nice murals being painted on the side. Hey, Half a day, welcome to Guam. Hey, you know what? Your maddox got a crosswalk. Yeah, the they year. do. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> uses it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, Rapunzel's there. No, but that's true. I mean, why did they... Why they can't build, we build one like that? They there? built one in Umatic. I mean, it's been there for years. Yeah, and, and they're ahead of the time. But, um, you know, it's just stuff. That not that much traffic there as far as <laughs> people using it. I don't think so. But uh, then again, I could be wrong. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. It's been fun. Man, land, and sea. Again, uh, we got ten minutes to the top of the hour. Call okay. in. Call in. Give us yeah. a call. Talk about whatever. Is your mayor doing their job and writing tickets to people that are illegally dumping, walking around, or letting their dogs lose? You know, they, you got a, you got a gripe. This is your way to vent your frustrations out. So give us a call. Yeah, I, I want to congratulate. I, I heard that tonight they're celebrating uh, 44 years of commercial port. So I want to congratulate all the people down there. They've been, you know, serving our community and, and working really hard at uh, moving commerce. Yes. And and also the people down there that work for Guam Customs has been protecting our shores from invasive species. Thank you, Eddie, for bringing that up. Yeah. Very good point. Again, commercial port, if it wasn't for them, we ain't going to have any of our, <laughs> our merchandise that we need to uh, make our lives a little yeah, easier. Yeah, everything comes in. You everything. Know? <laughs> everything. And it, and it stays here, too. It, it does. <laughs> you know why? Because we, we can't burn it. we got to bury it. <laughs> Again, that's my little uh, thing about that. You know what my dad used to say to me? He uh-huh. says... If you can't eat it, don't let it in. <laughs> Maybe we should have listened to him years ago. Yeah. And, you know, again, I brought it up real briefly. Pigs are on the protection list. You can't, you can't even trap them without a permit. You can't yeah. trap them. You can't kill them without a permit. I wanted to add in something to that. Sure. You, you know, the military calls the herd, right? They call the carabaos. They call the deer up at Northwest Field. Uh-huh. Do you know why they don't give more of it away to the public? I do. I do. As far as the military is concerned, there's no clean pig on Guam. That's correct. That but is. if you could figure out a way to work around that, have a USDA slaughterhouse and have inspections and whatever. It can work. All they have to do is test the pigs. You, you know, I brought that up at that uh, programmatic uh, agreement that mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you guys, if you're going to call the herd up there for the new marine base, can you afford to budget a little bit for a USDA slaughterhouse so we can at least be able to utilize whatever game is up there? And they were like, okay, we'll put that on the note. It never happened. No, I mean, it's a no-brainer, you know. I don't know what it takes to check if the pig is disease-free or what have you, but, you know, um, I, I recall... It can't be that hard, right? I, I recall working at Anderson. I was working at Anderson at the time, and we had a briefing military included personnel it was a order from the admiral and navy saying all military personnel is restricted from eating any pigs on guam period it's there's no clean pig and all the tomorrow guys that were there in filipinos and you know 
We'd look at it and say, what? We cannot eat pig? You're <laughs> kidding me. He said, no, according to the military, it's, uh, it's not and, safe. And, and you're right. That's the, They worried about the liability of somebody getting sick if they gave away that meat. But at one time, they were giving it to the mayors and said, we don't want the liability. You take care of it. They came from you. So if you want to give it out, you give it out. But, you know, it's a, it's a, up until 9-11, they allowed us to hunt up there at Northwest Field mm-hmm. for pig and deer. Mm-hmm. But the the mentality has changed, you know, and everybody's scared to get sued. Everybody's scared to get called out on something. But, you know, my idea was I thought that they were going to have a USDA inspection deal, the new farmer's market. And I was so proud of that. I said, man, finally we're going to do something. You know, years we were waiting for the slaughterhouse in Jigo. I used to raise hogs. I, I'm, I'm happy to say that I went to college on raising hogs. I, I uh, sold pigs, and I, I went to college with $47,000 in my pocket. Wow. So, you know, there's money there, and, and it's uh, it, it could be an industry. It could, and it still can. But we just need to... I gave it up because it's a losing deal. I don't know. We're always talking about new industry, new businesses. It's right under our nose. You know, we got that idea. We got an incinerator idea. And there's plenty, plenty more. The, the, um, what do you call that? Uh, Recycling. What is that? Not recycling. Economy. Uh, What is that? Sustainability. Sustainability. The, uh, (laughs) I can't think of it now. Revolving economy? No, no. The one that Austin's doing. Yeah, that's sustainability. Okay, yeah. That stuff, you know, making products out of banana leaf, wallet. I, I, I went to that conference, uh, the yeah, last one they I had know you did. And it's amazing. It it's is. amazing. There's a lot of uh, business opportunities that is just there to be had, but you, nobody's doing it. You know what got me? I went there, and there, there was very few people from the government or politicians there. And we have... I was proud to say that we have a lot of bright young students that go to UOG that attended that, and they had solutions. And my challenge to them was, can you, when you graduate from UOG, go out there and be a leader and do these things? And what what I was trying to challenge them to do was to uh, force a change. You know, we we need young young ideas, and we need. uh, we need solutions. And don't be afraid of change. No, don't be afraid of change. No, no matter don't. how unpopular it is. Exactly. It might make a difference. You know, status quo is status quo. That means nothing's changed. So we need to think outside the box and try new ideas. So don't be afraid. Do it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. You yeah. know, I, I mean, there's so many people that I've met and talked to that Great ideas, but you know, if you're just going to talk about it, not going to do anything, then. But but going back to the recycling fund. Sure. And going back to government bonds, don't you think that the government should concentrate those funds towards new things like that that support the economy? People don't have the capital. They don't have the assets to go and start a new business like that. They need to do like Ricky Berdeo always said: let's grow something. Hmm. You know, start with an idea. Figure out if it looks like it's a, a good solution. Throw some government money at it, or GITA money, or or, yeah. or some incentive. I was just about to mention GITA, where the government, you know, the general fund, give GITA X amount, ten, fifteen million. And say here, this money is strictly for people to apply 
actually there's money there. Oh, but, there is. But but it's the selection process and the way they do it. It needs a little help. Yeah. So I was, you know, I, I challenged senators. Go look at that. Let's let's see how we can, uh, you know, to me, small businesses what make it, and small businesses usually grow to be big businesses, and they that's how your industries grow and your economy grows. That's how tourism grew. You know, we didn't have tourism for a long time. Then all of a sudden, somebody had an idea, and they said, well, let's try this. And they got a tax break. A hotel got a tax break. All of a sudden, here we went. We had a tourism industry. And so those are concepts that we need to do. We need to go back to basics and say, you know, what do we want for our island? How, how much can we afford? Hmm. You know, what's the value of it to the community? Because it's not really that you're giving out money or you're giving out a tax break. It's you're giving... A little bit like a seed so you can reap the benefits and come back with something that benefit the whole community. So it's very valuable. Very valuable. Great stuff. Great stuff, Eddie. Love having you having <laughs> you on the show. Thank you for having me. And your open invitation to come on the show anytime you want. Uh, I'm Dave Duanez. Thank you for tuning in to Man, Land, and Sea, News of Guam and our island environment. Once again, brought to you by... Guam Coastal Management Program, Bureau Statistics and Plans, and CBS News up next. Dreamed I was an Eskimo. Frozen wind began to blow. My boots and around my toes Frost that bit the ground below He ate Bible Don't touch that dial More stimulating talk is coming up On News Talk K57 Hafidi, this is Francis from Wiseau Animal Hospital. I have been a certified veterinary nurse at Wiseau for over 10 years. Wiseau cares for our community and continues to be a state-of-the-art modern veterinary clinic because we are passionate about the health and well-being of your pets. At Wiseau, we offer laser therapy and acupuncture to help boost your pet's natural healing process when they are in pain. Call us today at 646-CARE. Wiseau, we are your other family doctor. This by local message is brought to you by Sorensen Media Group and Wiseau Animal Hospital. Fridays won't know what hit it. There's a new era of WWE Smackdown on Fox. Featuring your favorite WWE superstars all ready to put the smack back in Smackdown. Catch the Queen, Charlotte Flair, the big dog, Roman Reigns, and me, Becky Lynch, the man. Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. WWE Smackdown, every Saturday at 1 p.m., only on Fox 6, Guam, and Saipan. Off the day, good evening, welcome back. Seven minutes after seven, man, land, and sea, news of Guam and our island environment, brought to you by Guam Coastal Management Program and the Bureau of Statistics and Plans. And last hour, we had a really interesting call. Francis, we, the guests in my studio, myself included, we are all in the same mindset. 
we need to get an incinerator and get that get that back on the books. You know, right now it's illegal, right? Or, or, or not it's illegal. illegal, but I mean, basically, it's politically not uh, politically ever. correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous, you know, because somebody allegedly was supposed to make some money, so another polit politician went against him. From there, <laughs> as usual, we have those split personalities. You yeah. Know? Isn't that what always happens? Well, it always happens. <laughs> and, and we were talking about during the break. I yeah. said, you know, the technology nowadays, the the um, supposed uh, hazards from uh, incinerators is almost nil to none. It is. It's better than our water sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, we were talking about the Legend I mean, Landfill. You know, we're building a new cell just coming up in the next few months, if they haven't already started. We floated a $30 million uh, bond to build that. It's going to get filled up in a few years. Right. And, we're gonna, and if we don't do anything, just keep doing what we're doing, we're going to have to dig another hole in the ground, fill that up. How much land are we going to consume that's before the, we that's get That's the smart? issue. You know, even if we had, you know, partial power plant, a regular type power plant, and an incinerator that can uh, supplement the remaining uh, megawatts that is required, it can work hand in hand. There's no reason why we only have to go with, with, with. Yeah, why can't we have a comprehensive plan where we have options? Why can't we? Yes, you know, I don't know. We were just talking again uh, off the air, and we that just keeps sticking to my head. You know, I had Larry Gass. We were I was mentioning that to Eddie, Guam Solid Waste Authority general manager. Mm -hmm. Even himself says, you know, Dave, I believe it can work if we plan it correctly, get the right deal in place. But I am all for incinerators. We can't. Guam is only 212 square miles. We can't keep digging holes and filling it up with trash. Or shipping it off island. Or shipping it off island. There you go. So, and Tom, uh, again, you heard, you heard Francis. He was really up. He, boy, his fire yeah. was going. Yeah, his fire was it. Francis, we love that call. I oh. love that call. <laughs> Anytime a caller calls in passionately like that, you know, yeah, and sure. has a desire and sees a problem. And it's calling for solutions. That's just amazing. Right. That's exactly. That's like going to church and listening to the gospel. Isn't but I mean, it? <laughs> and, and you, you know, the politicians should listen to that. That's that, well. That's why. Doing it. That's that's one of the reasons yeah. why I decided. You know, I said, you know, I'm going to do this okay, environmental give me, talk I'll show. Give me another example. What happened now to GSWA? Huh? GSWA, Guam right. Solid Waste Authority. Right. Uh huh. The or whatever it was, the money which got. Oh. Diverted. Oh, it got oh. recycled. Yeah, it got recycled. <laughs> you mean the money that got stolen? Reappropriated. Somebody got it and hacked their account. Well, and said, that's correct. But why it took so long to come out with it? I mean, if somebody swipes that kind of money from my account, <laughs> yeah. I would say, hey, wait a minute. I mean, uh, relative, let's say, uh, yeah. somebody swipes uh, 500 bucks from my account, I would see it. The, the following day, yeah. immediately, no? and uh, investigate. Mm -hmm. But it took, what, three months to come out yeah. with the whole damn well, thing? Well, they supposedly uh, got a handle on it now. Can you move your mind just a little closer? <laughs> okay, I can do that. Okay, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, and uh, again, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I call it, it was stolen. You know, pretty much it was yeah. stolen. Right, sure. And, uh, but, you know, according to Larry and uh, the government. Larry's uh, a smart guy. He is, he is. He taught me one thing that's stuck with me to this very day. We need to change 
their attitudes in regards to trash. Yeah. That's why people keep trashing around. Right. Are you referring to the politicians? Are you referring <laughs> to the residents? If the shoe of the fits, then uh, it could be. Yeah, he, that, that's why I say he's very smart. He comes from an area where, uh, you know, they they find solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They don't write RFPs specifically for one vendor or whatever. They actually look for the best deal and, and get the best buck. There you go. And yeah. and that's. You know that's the bottom line here. You know I, we, you and I don't have all the answer, but collect it. And we don't have all the money either, so yeah. we know but that if we only we have ten dollars, yeah. we need to find the best solution for our ten dollars. Yes, spend but, but it's not only that. Yes, I mean, sir. Uh, what, we need, what we also need is we need to make sure that our elected people and our people and the people who have been put in the position are uh, that you can basically punish them if they do something wrong. But on the other hand, uh, gives them also a reward if they do something right, uh, hmm. beyond, beyond their, their hmm. uh, requirements. No? Yeah, I believe that. I believe yeah. everybody should be on a performance-based right. uh, be, uh, you know, and program. They should be analyzed yes. on, on, on a regular basis. I mean, even the governor should be reg- uh, uh, analyzed, or I mean, checked, and there should be a report card after, let's say, six months like or you, nine like months. Like you do judges. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Retain them or let them go. What? I think we call right, that right. elections, don't we? Well, <laughs> before, I mean, then they say, hey, you, you've got to sp- step up and do this and that. You promised. But now you didn't. Huh? Now, they come out, I mean, I, I, I go from a, to, to a different subject now, but uh, there was now the news that we have $22 million more than we anticipated, mm-hmm. but we the, did not uh, put uh, the cross the sea tax back to uh, four. Uh, there were four uh, percent, right. whereas it was promised by an administration. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's something wrong with that. I think we need to change that attitude. Uh, if there's a promise being made, and and there, what was that whole rush about? Trump's special deal by uh, reducing the, 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 the taxes, we will lose. We made money. <laughs> we got money more. So what, what's, where's the excuse here now for all that hyping up uh, a year ago? You, you know, I got uh, chastised one time for calling uh, Governor uh, Eddie Bozzacalvo Chicken Little because every time he seemed like he needed to do something, he made a big stink about something. You know, the sky's falling in. GMH is going to shut down. The sky's falling in. Our power generation's going to fall apart. You know, I that recall. kind of stuff. Yeah. Instead of finding a solution, <laughs> they, 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 they got everybody on alert. And I think that's the wrong way to run a government. I think that we need to plan and, and we need to do maintenance, which Gov Guam doesn't do. No. Look at the most beautiful school in Guam. Does anybody know who it is? It's John F. Kennedy High School. Why? Because it has a contractor on a lease-back deal, and they do everything from maintain it. They even cut the grass, which the mayor was supposed to do, but they cut the grass. They clean stuff. I talked to the, the, the principal there, and I said, what happens when you have a light bulb out? He goes, you just, we just call them. Fifteen minutes, it's changed. 
Wow. DOE, it's like two days later. Wait, we got to go to Home Depot. We got to get a purchase order. As opposed to what's that, Southern High, the one that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, the most awesome. modern high school. Yeah, right, that one in. is really, really bad. Wow. Really, really bad. You know why that came about? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minutes after seven. Uh, our number here four seven seven five seven five seven. Please give us a call. You got any comments regarding? the topic that we're discussing. Yeah, call about anything. Or anything for that matter. Even smoky, smelly buses going down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I brought that up a few shows ago. I was yeah, behind I a bus. Yeah, I saw one the other day and I said, wow, they really still yeah. have that on the road? You All you got to do is take the license plate number to company right. uh, if it's on the, on the side of the bus and turn them in to you EPA. Know, you know what's the best way? You do like I did. <laughs> okay. I put it on Facebook. I put a picture and everything. Yeah. A gentleman who, I, I don't want to name him, but he called me from EPA and he says, I got your information, I just reported it. Mm. <laughs> I so just sometimes, that's, you know, social media is very, very effective. I felt so bad for the tourists that were standing yeah, there right, at the right, crosswalk right. waiting to <laughs> turn, you know, walk, walk. Right. And the bus took <laughs> off and yeah. just a big black smoke just... Welcome to the clean air of Guam. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up. So, uh, once again, you got anything you want to talk about, give us a call. We're willing to talk about anything. One of the things we talked about briefly, and I wanted to touch on it, and you brought it up, Tom, was the the beetle. Yeah, rhino beetle. The rhino beetle. And their number one spot to nest. And it's a dead pumps. That's right. We need to cut down those damn pumps and burn them. Those dead palms, yeah. the coconut trees, yeah. with no leaves, no coconut, right. just so the stems. Yeah, they're, they're so what do we do with this microscopic fire ant now that we've got a invasive species? Have you guys gotten bit by that? I get bit no. by that weekly. I've no. never been bit. And it's I, crazy. Really? Yeah. Well, we do have fire ants, that's for sure. But it's not the same. Yeah. These things are microscopic, and once they get in your skin, it's like really tough to get them out. Yeah, there, there's a whole... Like a, the the ant that you're talking about, uh -huh. Sharky. Like I, I've been bitten by those well, things. Pretty yeah. bad, right? Yeah. And and you sure. think it's something else, and you're swatting at it, and you're rubbing, and you're trying to wash it off, and they are just, I mean, relentless. All over, yeah, relentless. Hang in there. Huh? Wow. How about those wasps or the hornets? Oh, those are oh. pretty mean too. I, I saw that recently. Yeah. That's a new species, or what? Yeah, right. Yes, uh, another species. species. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, one of my. Um, uh, wildlife refuge, I mean wildlife, the Department of Agriculture was bringing it up to me, or actually it was gained. Uh, he said there's a new, there's some dogs that are getting infected with these different kinds of fleas, and some of these fleas can transmit Lyme disease. Hmm. And I said, wow. That's pretty that's bad. Right, yeah. No, yeah, it is. Right. I, I yeah, came from right. Oklahoma, and I tell you, you know, when you get Lyme disease, yeah. that's pretty serious. Yeah, they're they're keeping a, a close eye on it, and uh, again, uh, Gain, uh, Mr. Uh, Cyrus, yeah. Gain president, he was on the show, and he he was mentioning that, and I said, wow, that's serious. Yeah, not only not only that, the fleas, but you know, of course, we have a stray dog problem. But so those, those fleas probably came on imported dogs, of uh, military imported dogs. I yeah. Guess. Or or furniture. You know, they oh sometimes yeah, you get furniture that's yeah. infested. We we have animals, cats, dogs yeah. that come in. Uh, I got this from Doctor Pohl, territorial vet yeah. veterinarian. He was on the show, and as he was sitting in, uh, on the show, he got a call from the airport. Some lady brought in two cats, cats in her carry-on baggage, uh -huh. un. Unregistered, unannounced, okay. 
and he had to go up there because customs uh, called him up and said, you got to check these cats out. You know, we don't know where they came from. Well, we know where they came from, but we don't know if they have any disease right, or anything. Right, right, yeah. And he goes, Dave, we got cats, we got dogs that come in in the fishing, fishing vessels from um, different countries, right. and we definitely got to keep a, a keen eye on that. So it's very, very, very important. 19 minutes after 7, again, uh, we got Tom. Tom, what's your last name? Richard. Richland? Hertzland. Oh, Hertzland. I thought you were a rich man. No, no, not rich man. I'm not a poor man. Make a poor man. I thought it was Hitler. Hey! Anyway, and of he course. Was he was a painter, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I was painter. Eddie Cruz in the show yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about everything uh, under, the, under the sun in regards to the environment. Uh, sustainable. Sustainable economy, sustainable, uh, what, what, what do they call it, um, circular economy. Yeah. Hey, something happened How recently, talk about the environment. Sure. Did you see all the minyahawk they've been catching? No. Oh, How my gosh, they are running. So that that means that, you know, there's something good still about the ocean. They kept saying that, you know, they're, they're depleted, they're, the fish stocks are, you know, this and that going down and everything. I was I was truly amazed at that. Uh, you know, and then I, I last week I saw a picture in, on uh, social media about a marlin that they caught that the sharks attacked. Did mm. you see that? Oh, yeah, no, that. like six hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, the, the head being uh, the head was still there, but the rest was the gone. Re- yeah, yeah, they yeah. took the good parts. Yeah, right. I I saw an article. A study was done that in the very near future, yeah. if not already, they're going to have more plastic per pound than they are fish. In that's the ocean. A, that's true. And that is scary. When I saw the reports on the gyres that are out there, you know, like floating islands of plastic, yeah. I'm telling you, uh, we better start looking at that. You know, going back to what we discussed uh, last week about the uh, plastics and, and shipping them off island, we need to find a way. You know, plastics are just as bad as tires. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and, and especially nowadays, you know, we're having that uh, dengue fever outbreak. Uh, not only tires are holding water and, and breeding grounds, but also open containers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think it was Bisco uh, uh, Lee, I believe. Don't quote me, but I believe it is her that introduced a bill to ban plastic bags right. at the supermarkets and yeah, stores. 2021. Exactly. Yeah, That's my point. Yeah. I said, why 2021? Right. Why not tomorrow? Um, why not 2020? What, so do what, did you what, what did you do with the plastic bags? No, no, what do you do no it's terrible. I, yeah. we, need well, to we, we, we said that years ago. I remember they, Payless was talking about the when we started the Zero Waste Conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That in 2019, we're going to go to eliminating plastic bags at grocery stores right. and, and retail stores. Well, And it never happened. Now we're 21. Yeah. So do we push it to 2030 and 2040? You know, we got to make that decision. Mm-hmm. We need to stand up and say, you know, enough mm-hmm. is enough. What yeah. am I going to use for like a garbage liner if we get rid of our plastic I've been doing bag? that, but just remember that not everybody does that. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, like, what did they be used as a, a garbage bag liner before plastic? Like, I'm, I'm paper. Oh wow! I'm glad you know, I'm not we that we had paper, and then all of a sudden they said, "Oh man, the tree huggers are complaining. We're cutting too many trees." Let's go to plastic. So plastic was the overall solution. Now well, back it we're back now. way back. You know, when we use a 55-gallon gut drum as our donkey yeah. for our yeah. trash. There's your incinerator. And, and the, the <laughs> trash truck would come by, and they, some yeah. big dude would come out and pick it up and bounce it on the back of the dumpster, you know, the trash hauler, and 
there was no liner on it. Nowadays, I guess they want it, they don't want it to get yeah. the, the employee dirty <laughs> or. <laughs> What are those liners? It's uh, uh, Les Hommes. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah they, have, they have liners in the cell. Yeah. Right. Yes, and they in the do. cell. And it must got to be plastic somewhere. Yeah. It's some, some so, type. So uh, we can't even line those things anymore. <laughs> well. Uh, okay. Wait, no. We get to uh, thinking about that. What, whatever we want to do with plastic. No. Well, I'm not exactly sure it's plastic. It could yeah. be because it lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> If you're lighting Maybe something, it, it, it's supposed to protect the environment, right? Yeah, from the leaching, yeah, correct. Right, right. Yeah, we ha we have even filtration cloth and stuff that we yeah. use plastics. Mm -hmm. So there, plastics are uh, you know we, we just got to control it. I think we need have to, and we need to use biodegradable plastic. Yeah, correct. Plastic. Have you been to restaurants lately mm -hmm. that you find that they're using what's it, class three, class two, plastics? For what? For drinks? No, for drinks or, or and or when you're gonna take out stuff. Yeah. For example, I I, I, I truly don't hate plastics as much as I hate styrofoam. Yeah. Hmm. Styrofoam is the one that's a yeah a big issue there. I, you know. I go to one restaurant that I frequent a lot, and uh, they actually would not give you a straw, plastic straw, unless right. you request for one. Yes. And you know which probably what I'm talking about, but. I I saw the sign on their on their table that said uh, straws are upon request, and I said, hmm, that's good. You're you're getting on the ball. Well, now. well, there's a lot of restaurants now that are using uh, washable chopsticks. So mm -hmm. if you want wooden chopsticks like where we used to, mm -hmm. you need to request for it also. So there there's a, you know there's some businesses that are actually trying to do something proactively. You know because there's no law that says you need to do this or that um, when it regards in regards to stuff like that so people are, are slowly and I mean slowly trying to do something about it the problem is is somebody's got to be the leader and it seems like there's no leaders right and that's the biggest issue I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of some senators that are trying to make a deal about it but likewise likewise but it's it's still very slow yeah they you know they have to thread uh, well thread just remember I was talking to Peggy Denny. I said, hey, who are your sponsors for these cleanups and stuff? She started naming them. I said, did you know that if you and I were to stand up against plastics, single-stage or single-use plastics, that your sponsors are the ones that are using those, that they would just cut our sponsorship off? She goes, you know what? You're absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that's part of the process. Is I think like uh, you know I, I made it I bragged about a Carlsberg beer that's going to uh, biodegradable paper instead of cans and, and bottles mm -hmm. plastics. I talked about Budweiser who's now brewing most of their beer with uh, windmills and, and solar panels, right? Sustainable energy. So what I what I'm saying is that these guys are actually trying to do things. That's what we need more of. We need more people to do those things. We need more people to put solar panels on their roof. True. We need we need True. more people to conserve on their drinking water. Maybe do a collect water collection deal so they don't waste the energy that we use to pump the water into our systems. They have their own water there for irrigation or maybe flushing the toilets. That you know, going back to Saipan, I remember back in the day that that's what Saipan did. They bought drinking water, but the water that they had for flushing toilets and irrigation was usually collected in, you know, 
tin roofing and then in drums. So I think, in a way, they, they were a lot smarter than we are today. We're looking at convenience more than we're looking at sustainability or anything else. And that goes back to like the incinerator. It's so convenient for us to just order up 10,000 gallons of diesel and run the generator all night, you know, versus... You know, Eddie I, I, and Tom, I do definitely see a trend. It's, I, I've been seeing it in the last few months, if not almost a, <clears throat> a year now, almost, that uh, we're getting a little better in getting the message out about how fragile our environment is. For example, my, my eight-year-old daughter, she mentioned to me, she goes, you know, Dad, I saw my mom drinking a drink with a straw, and I yelled at her. I said, you yelled at your mom? She goes, yeah. I said, Mom, you're killing the turtles. And my, <laughs> and my wife looked at her and said, what are you talking about? And my daughter said, you're killing the turtles with that plastic straw. Throw it away. You know, don't use plastic. So, you know, the the, the moral of this story is it's, it's trickling down, and we need to teach them young, as Larry yes. Gass told me. And I definitely, and we do got some uh, some good senators out there, namely uh, Sabina Paris, one that I can think of, very proactive uh, environmental. That's her oversight on her committee that she oversees. But uh, and like you said, they are doing it a little slow, and you know I can see why. You know, it's uh, some things you just have to do slow because otherwise it means you might not get elected again. Well, they might be a, a Jimmy Moylan and be the. Person standing in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, mean, so they gotta they gotta stay popular with their party, right? Speaking of that, I mean, I know this is an environmental show, but then you brought it up, so I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna go, go with for it. it. Jimmy Marlin, I just saw it today. Matter of fact, it was it yesterday? Jimmy Marlin and Mary Torres. That was Ray Gibson's doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I saw that. But you but then you also hear about they just had a fundraiser recently for. Lou and Josh. Yes. It's only 10 months into... Right, and I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> we're doing it really early. Everybody's getting um, getting early, you right. know. I mean, it's uh, it's just a matter of but, weeks. But, but why not? Why not get in early and uh, give us your platform so we kind of, you know, beforehand we know should. who we want to <laughs> pick or who we want to nudge to run against you. Mm. You know, that might be the case. That's Thirty-four minutes after six, Dave Duenas with Man, Land, and Sea, brought to you by Guam Coastal Management Program and the Bureau of Statistics and Plans. I almost forgot. <laughs> You're looking at me. We do have a guest in the studio. Uh, he hosted, co-hosted for me last week, Mr. Eddie Cruz, or Eddie. <laughs> Some people day, Eddie. call me Sharky. Sharky. Off a day. I'm sure there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah, is it's it, a. Is it, uh, well, I'm from an island. Is it radio friendly? <laughs> I guess it is. I, I had a job once that I was, uh, okay. when I was young and pretty rough, worked for the federal government, did some things, and uh, 
undercover work and they said because I was from an island they called me Sharky oh, but cool. like I was telling Jeremy last week I was on a, a DJ on a radio station in the mainland uh-huh. and uh, I was on this uh, deal where we were called Boogeyman Boogeyman yeah <laughs> and you have you brought a guest I brought a guest and, and he's a very good friend of mine and I'd like to introduce him his name is Tom Hertzlitt and he good evening sir an authority on on tires and recycling and a lot of good stuff and he attends a lot of hearings with me so i brought him along maybe we can uh, talk about some th- topics uh in relation to the environment and uh you know all kinds of stuff related to tires no, by all means by all means tom why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? about rubber i love rubber <laughs> <laughs> My nephew, the the round rubber. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Tom. Uh, On the other hand, what it is basically with tires, my my problem is often that I'm so involved in tires that I don't even look at the nice legs of women passing by. (laughs) (laughs) It's really awful to say that, but that's what happens. Tom has got a long history in racing, and if you need a good tire for certain... uh, a compound or a, or maybe an environment in the mud or something. I used to always go to Tom and say, "Hey, you know, I I need to trick up your sleeve. I need something to get the advantage on these guys like Henry Simpson and George Flores and all these legends that run around." And John's Greg, yeah, with a fancy car. No, yeah. no, John usually crashed and take <laughs> himself out, so it's okay. <laughs> That's probably true, yes. And how is your history with tires? What what makes you? Say, I mean, actually. Uh, I'm not coming from tires. My my profession, my learned profession is I'm a banker. You're a banker. Yeah, <laughs> I learned banking. Okay. And, but then when I left Germany and for for Canada, uh, they didn't have a job for me. And uh, initially I was uh, didn't have any job while, while I was in Vancouver. And so what happened? I finally had to go to the immigration office and say, Hey, if you don't want to prepare some cost for for burying me. Uh, you uh, got to get me a job, and then they got me into a, um, a shipping business. And I said, "How come I, I? You guys wanted me, and I applied for the whole thing with with banking and so on. Huh? Uh-huh. Well, but we didn't have any banking job. We thought you could be a, um, a miner or a lumberjack, and I don't think so. I'm physically fit for that particular <laughs> job." Huh? Not that I wouldn't uh, uh, mind to do it, but I'm not sure I could handle it. So anyway. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Is that Galvis Banks, uh, Rota Banks, or what kind of banks? No, 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 and saw the waves, and I looked at my dad and said, where are the ships? Huh? Um, <laughs> the, 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 the waves, huh? because I lived close to the River Rhine, and whenever the ship came by, waves came to That's the... That's not what I heard. I heard you were a U-boat captain. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the right thing for me, yes. <laughs> okay, how long have you been in Guam? Uh, I would say now about 47, 48 years. Wow, yeah. you're a Guamanian. I'm Romanian, yes. Uh, I feel that I own Guam a lot, particularly by bringing up my uh, children. They, they had a hell of a good uh, uh, childhood here mm-hmm. because we're safe and no, no problems. No? You could let them lose. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to tie them up to a tree or anything, you know. Mm. 
And in the States, you have to be careful about that. I have a question for you, yeah. Tom. 43 years in Guam? Uh, 47. 47. Yeah, yeah. From the day you came to present day, yeah. have you seen a change in trash uh, or environment? Oh, let's put it like that. And yes, I have seen definitely in, in a difference in it. Uh, I first came from, I was first in Saipan before I came to Guam. Okay. And over the years, I always felt that Saipan is a much cleaner island mm -hmm. than Guam. As is still. Um, I haven't been lately over there. I mean, the last time I was in Saipan was about six years ago. But even at that point, I was definitely uh, pro-Saipan, what concerns cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, it is everybody. It's not, I don't want to put point fingers on anybody. No? Okay. I mean, I know there are some uh, so-called cultural situations where um, people put everything in a bag and put it right beside uh, their car and then drive off instead of looking for a trash can. Yes, but they other people, they supposedly throw it in, 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 uh, in the boonies. I mean, what concerns uh, a can because they think it's like a coconut and will disappear in, in, into the environment. No. no. Uh, but I see the violations what's happening, like just recently in, um, on Swamp Road. Um. This, I think, is disgusting. I mean, the Swamp Road is basically an area which is given to people to establish themselves in, in a, as a homesteading. No? Yes, sir. And, and, and that is on, on uh, free of charge, so to speak, for the $1 per year for the 99 years. Mm -hmm. no? um, uh, and they don't have self-responsibility to take care of their own junk? I mean, that is sad. No? It is, it is. We're trying to do something about it, but... Uh, so, you know. so do you think it's education, or do you think it's a culture? Yeah, what do you or, think it is? or do you think it's uh, the government's failure no, to enforce laws? I can't say it's culture, because I see too many uh, local people. I mean, I'm, let's, pay, let's say it even... Uh, Chamorro people, no? who are educated, no? who, who, are, who are affronted by that. They're affronted by their own people that they do that. No? And I mean, Swamp Road, that is not an, an, a person who is uh, a non-Chamorro, because non-Chamorros couldn't get on, onto the uh, uh, Chamorro Trust Land. No? Mm -hmm. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I see that. I see Chinese You'll be everything else. I'm sorry. A whole other subject. You're probably right. But I mean, but that is the other thing, the other side of our local culture, so to speak. Somehow, money has done something terrible to our to the people. When I came to Guam, we had there were village parties. Every month was a party somewhere. Mm -hmm. huh? So people didn't have to starve. People, we didn't even lock our doors. No. Huh? And everything was open. You invited people and come in, have, have this, have that. But today you can't do that anymore. No. Huh? Not even the churches. No, right. <laughs> Not <laughs> even. Not even the schools. They're nowhere. Huh? I mean, they're taking even the, the little uh, donation box huh, in the church. Huh? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, you spoke in Saipan briefly yeah. about how clean it is compared right. to Guam. Matter of fact, I heard if it wasn't on Patty or Andrea's show just yesterday or today, I forgot which one it was, but 
they brought that that simple fact out mm. that Saipan is a lot cleaner then they said possibly because of the culture and they were during the 40s and 30s the Japanese were there so I said try to correlate how does that mix in but so they said because of the Japanese uh, influence and they're on the island of Saipan, they tend to keep it a lot cleaner. Well, you know, if you really observe the Japanese culture, they don't waste anything. And that too. Right. Everything yeah. gets used, right. whether it's recycled mm -hmm. or put to a different type of reuse or, or something. I, I remember growing up, uh, my great-grandmother had a garden. And in the garden, there was a walkway. And along the walkway, there was a curb. The curb was made out of sake bottles from the Japanese Imperial Army that were stuck upside down. And I said to her, I said, why didn't they throw that away? And she kind of slapped me in the back of the head. She goes, oh, no, aren't those beautiful? Those are the way you reuse something. So that way it makes something pretty. Doesn't it look good with my flowers? And I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I said, wow. For somebody to, to learn that and, and learn it from the, the Japanese because they, you know, they didn't even waste uh, spoiled rice. They would find some way to do something with it. If you look at even how they make fried rice, you know, fried rice came from Asia. Fried rice is, is generally leftovers. leftovers from the day before. And as it starts to turn sour, you fry it, you put it with some other stuff, and it makes really good food. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense, huh? Tires, any reusable th ideas you have for tires? Uh, tires, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's eluding this man, but this guy is a wealth of information I, I when love, it comes to tires. I love tires, you know, tires are in the round and I have a hole and all that kind of stuff. Now, uh, with tires, I mean, one of the biggest problems on the island is basically, is, uh, even with the, with the tire uh, recycling, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, or waste tires, Waste is now there is a shredder on island, which is handled by uh, one big company, mm -hmm. and uh, but they only accept passenger tires and pickup tires, and rarely those medium-sized bus and uh, truck tires, but heavy-duty OTR tires, or like in, let's say a backhoe tire. Okay. Uh, a rear backhoe tire is relatively big no? and vol voluminous. But it's relatively thin. I mean, it's, it's heavy because of the mass and, and the size, but it's not really that strong. It doesn't have that much um, metal in it as a buff tire has, uh, except for, for the bead area. Uh. Mm -hmm. But they, they, won't, they won't shred that. Uh. They won't shred the big ones. They don't want to shred the big ones. Wow, uh. so how do they so transport now, them? Now, for, for the longest time, mm -hmm. they're, they're being piled up. Uh. Wow. Now, hmm. uh, recently, recently they, they have uh, invested in a uh, tire cutter, mm -hmm. uh, and I mean in a larger, an OTR, they call it an OTR off-the-road type uh, cutter, which is, it takes care of the, the big, uh, big equipment, like let's say when you have an, uh, a dozer. Uh, a dozer is normally on, on a chain, uh, but... Uh, um, a big payload. A, a payloader, yeah, give me a scraper. Give me yeah, right, scraper. Yeah. Where you have greater 29.5, 29 type tires, which are huge. Right? You can actually sleep in that damn thing. Right? Mm. You, can, you can do other things in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Tom>. here we <laughs> go. <laughs> so, Tom, you're telling me the big tires, like the graders and the bulldozers, yeah. locally, they just pile them up? They, they pile them up now. 
Is, this, is the local shredder, do you know, any of you know, are they capable of shredding those sites? No, they cannot in, in, form, uh, in the original form of, uh, they have to be cut. Huh? Hmm. And uh, the, the problem is with the cutting, you also need to debead them. Huh? It takes the, the, the wires out. Hmm. Yeah? Because the, the, the cost or the, the, the shares are to reshape them, it's pretty expensive. Huh? And there are something like what I forget about now, whether it's 30 or 40 shares cutters in, in, in one of those mm -hmm, drums the in, the, in the shredder. Mm -hmm. And a good operator would have a s one, one set as a spare set. And so they can exchange in that when the other, the, the one in use has to be reshapen, has taken, been taken out and sent somewhere or being done locally by a properly certified company. Huh? Mm. Um, so now they, I know they have a, a cutter. So they, with a cut piece, so if you uh, um, quarter it, huh, an OTR tire, or let's say a big backhoe tire, yes, that can be the run then through the shredder. So the, the, the larger ones, they have to cut them up first. They, they cut them up. beat them, and then it's and possible. Them through. Yeah, right. there's a number of processes, right. and, and it, it uh, actually is a pretty uh, detailed thing, and you can't just take all the tires and throw them in the machine, in other words. So what they do is, uh, I've seen like, I went to a place in, in uh, Arizona and they had five different machines to do it, and each machine was about six or $800,000. And the amount that you have to have, the volume is so huge that it wouldn't pay to run that machine. The machine would deteriorate long before it paid for itself. So it's not going to be a, a good business idea. If you were to do business plan on that, it just wouldn't work. We'd have to get together with other islands or, or somebody and say, hey, uh, ship us your tires, we'll process them, and then you know we'll do something with them. But I keep seeing little granular stuff you know, they, they do in the States, and they, everybody says, oh, why can't we do that here? Well, if you look at the, the machinery involved and the, and the people, like Tom said, there's got to be skilled workers that have to run them. If not, you tear up your equipment. So it's a, it's a really detailed process, but uh, you know when we look at it on the other hand, what does it cost to ship it off island? It doesn't pay either. So we got, it's, it's, we've got to find a, a common ground, a solution. Wouldn't a common ground be with the other islands? Say, can you pitch? Well, we're still in, doing you know, shipping. Let's let's invest invest our monies together. It's peanuts. It's peanuts. I mean, here in Guam, uh -huh. we produce. And, and I mean, I did the study and all that stuff. Sure. We produce Please. approximately. 180,000 waste tires, huh? and, and that's annually, huh? and, and that's peanuts in comparison, but a, a machine can do that in less than a day, okay. huh? run those, those uh, tires through, huh? let's say maximum, uh, depending on the machine, let's say the machine like what, what's available here on Guam, uh, they would need probably one week and all 180,000 tires are being shredded. Wow. Okay. Wow. And then for the rest, for the 40, 51 uh, uh, weeks, uh, nothing. It would so sit there. The and it would deteriorate. Yeah, right. And even if we had tires coming in from the outer islands, how many? Still, it wouldn't be feasible. No. I mean, how many tires are out there? Yeah. Uh, you we, think we they, ha they have as much as we do? No. <laughs> well, I don't not. think. 
Yeah, we, I, I talked to this uh, partner of mine, and he, he, he does something in Japan like that. And I said, well, what if we put it on a ship and we sailed around and we did it? He says, well, I, I still don't think you're going to come up with that many tires because right. just to even come close to anything, we've got to have over a million tires. And I'm talking about a month. I'm not talking about. It. So we got a problem. So we do yeah, have we a do. problem. Yeah. Houston, we have a big problem. We have a problem. And, uh, and then let's you to, to shred it down to to uh, to let's say crumb rubber. Uh, crumb rubber is the stuff which you can mix with uh, asphalt and so on. Uh, so you get in the um, road building process. No? Mm -hmm. uh, we can't do that here. Those machines were run in the millions. No? Yeah, it's a it's a very costly, and we just don't have the volume. It's, it's the, that's mm. the bottom dollar. With that said, we do have a caller with a Excellent. realistic solution. That's going to hear. Oh, I'm interested to hear. Yeah, me too. Upper Dave Francis. Good evening. Good evening, Dave. Hi, hi. How you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, we're just cleaning up, you know, and. Uh, you know, realistically, the reality here is that uh, I'm not hearing any solutions. Word. Yeah. I'm hearing recommendations, you know, and, and alternatives. Okay. But but that doesn't solve the problem here. There, we do uh, have a problem, yes. Yes, I've, I've been in the big city, Canada, New York, whatever the hell you want me to be. Uh -huh. I was there. Okay. And I watched these, these the recycling and all this crap, metal, rubber, whatever the hell it, you know. But the thing is, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not funny anymore because this, this situation has is, is become very serious on this island. Uh, of course, I, uh, I kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, if, if uh, Guam is cleaner, then maybe they have a better program, you know, and uh, innovations and stuff like that, technology that is being applied on the island. But I want to see that, uh, I, I like to see that uh, that technology uh, happen here on the island too, because we're, we're really bringing in all kinds of uh, uh, people are engaging in commerce, man, and, and you know, and, and conglomerates are all coming in, but then none of them want to contribute to this uh, this uh, issue, you know, and, and come out with a solution. Francis. They're all here to make money. Francis, Francis, can I uh, uh, give you a little advice here? But <laughs> no, not an advice, but really, a solution. And waste to energy, that's the solution. I've been there, man. It's not happening. Well, you know, until they change the law, yeah. incinerators you know, are technically illegal. Don't about it, man, but there's nothing happening. Uh, the only thing is, that's what you need to do. That, that's what do. they do in Asia. Yeah, yeah. When they have small volume, they use the tire uh, for fuel. Well, I don't care what happens in Asia, man. We're in Guam. No, but that, that's the solution. If well, you, It's a cheap well, amount of so, fuel. So what, we're going to bring Asia over here? We no, we, we need... The beginning of Asia, okay? This Guam is the beginning of Asia. Nothing's happening here. We need we need to change the laws, and we need to allow for some type of process to utilize the tires in an economic way, and that's what we're we're pushing at. Is if an incinerator is the cheapest way to do it, we need to insist to our politicians to come up with an incinerator and use that because the, you know the tires are fuel. They can use it to to start the process of smelting metal. They can use it for the process of uh, incinerating other items like plastics or, or whatever you need to do. And so, it's, you know, you could even make up a power plant out of it. You know, power plants. Brother, I was melting down plastics here, making boards and stuff like that out of it. But then again, I can't do it all by myself, man. And, and the, the, the fluctuate, the, you know, the impact 
It's just too much for the Irish. That's correct. It's the law. It's the law that's preventing us from doing that. So, Francis, let me ask you, are you for or against incineration? I've always been for incineration, that's, my brother. And, 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 that's, and that's exactly what um, Eddie's talking about. We need to change well, the law. We need to t change right then, the brother. mindset. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, let me bring it back because sure. even <laughs> Naval Hospital even refused to take some of our, our crap, you know, uh, to, to, to incinerate in, in, in inside the base. Yes. Why? Because, because the law. It's just too much, my brother. It's just too much from, from the outside, you know, from the outside community and all that. Mm -hmm. And nobody's doing anything about it, man. Everybody's just sitting back. That's and we're correct. piling up, like you, you mentioned, and with all respects, man, I love you guys, man. I'm just, you have to forgive me. No, okay? no, I, I, start I understand your frustration. Up. Definitely we're, do. We're, we're all frustrated. You know, that that's w what happens we're not when... We're going to have money for this. Well, We're not so going to bring in multi-billion, uh, yeah, billion-dollar uh, technology and, so and, then and incineration to, to help us. Incineration but then they bring in all their stuff here, oil, everything. From oil comes tires and everything. Plastics, everything that we, we utilize, you know, in daily life is comes from oil. But nobody seems to be really uh, uh, pro, you know, on, on, on helping us get out with, uh, you know, with, with the process. You know, the, with the Legend Landfill, as you know, we're opening up a new cell very, very soon. Oh, my God. That, and you know what? that's, that's going to get filled up eventually. We definitely need to think outside the box. It's not really outside the box. It's not a new technology, but... Incineration, power, uh, generating power. You, you know what the real problem with the incineration was in the GRRP, in my oh, opinion? please tell me, my brother, please the, tell the me. The problem is they negotiated a contract which was right. not conducive to our right. economy. Oh they promised God. them what too much. The, what about the environmental issues? Because the environmental issues are... As an excuse. Yes, that's correct. I, I believe, and I've, I've been to a lot of places and studied it, and I believe there are ways to, to filter the, the emissions yes, and get, ri get rid of whatever the waste is. But to just discount incineration, to me, is absurd. I, I think we need to go back and relook at that. But the problem is they've already let the door open up where these people kind of had the exclusive by contract. They never should have signed a contract and said, oh, yeah. We're going to allow you to do this, and that's why it went through the legal process, and it's still tied up. But if that didn't happen, and we put out an RFP, and we would have done it the right way and said, this is what we have, this is what we got, you know, economically, volume-wise, and everything else, I think it could have been a viable solution. I think it's still exactly, a viable man. solution. I'm with you, man. I support you all. All the way. Thank you, uh, I'll help you uh, fight with Dave you. Dave Duane is for governor. Put your, your concerns, your issues, and all that, because uh, no. we're, we're running out of time right now, man. We're, we're piling up. And, and listen, man, I, I love you guys, man. I, I, no, Francis, please forgive you're, me, okay? You're I, Thank I you, Francis. I was past 30, and I was waiting for you, Dave, and, and, and your special guest there. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like uh, concerned. No, we are, too. And... Uh, you know, callers like you, Francis, and you know, uh, Tom and Eddie. We're all. I don't see we'll why. We'll make the difference. We need to just keep it out there. Keep that option open. Don't close the door. We can't afford to keep digging holes and filling it up with trash. It ain't just. It ain't gonna work. Right. You know, we Here got. You go, we got <laughs> six. We got six seven hundred million dollars that GPA is proposing for this new uh, power oh, plant. Yeah. You know, I I don't see why we can't 
use that. Yes, you're you know. exactly right. Inclusion into yes. this freaking, you know. Yes. Whatever, whatever it is. Well, Francis, you know, again, I appreciate your comments. Thank Very you, valid points. Cool, and and uh, uh, with all respects to your guests, I'm, 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 I'm following you guys because you guys been there, and I'm, I, you have my support. Man, and hopefully in the future, we we got to come out with, with something because it's starting to pile up and... and Yes. And every, you know all this information coming You're out. Not the I only wanted to one. hear from you, Dave. So thank you yeah. very much for taking. Thank you, Francis. Time. Thank you, Francis. Again, uh, there you go. Callers out there, listeners, give us a call. You got a question or a comment for me and or my guest, or a solution. Yeah, or a solution. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, CBS News coming up next. We are KGUM Agatnya, Man, Land, and Sea. <laughs>